Good morning, everybody. Shabbos Daf Chav Kuchas Aruch Sof Nafitas. The Gemara Daf Nafitas and Beis brought down that Shama a few different halachas that Shama held as usher to do before Shabbos. Shama held as usher to sell a chivat to Nanju to lend to an Nanju to give as a present to Nanju unless he can make sure to bring back his house before Shabbos. Because if not, it looks like he's carrying your chivat on Shabbos for you. I think I brought down on the bottom that Beis Shama held that a person is not allowed to sell his chivat right before Pesach. If the Nanju is going to keep it over Pesach, he's only allowed to sell it if it's going to be finished before Pesach. And Beis Shama disagreed. Then we saw the Gemara that a person is allowed to put food in front of a kelav or in front of a Nanju, and we're not worried, or even if they take it outside of the Chatzar, it's not your problem, it's not an issue. I think what brings down that a person is not allowed to rent his item to a non-Jew on Erev Shabbos, he's allowed to rent it on Wednesday and Thursday, and then I think what brought down a few halachas that everybody agrees that a person is not allowed to go on a boat on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, he's only allowed to go on the beginning of the week, I think what brought down a few similar halachas, a person, they're not allowed to, an army's not allowed to siege in the city, all again, different issues discussed in Rishonim, either because of COVID Shabbos, because we're afraid they're going to Michal Shabbos, interesting discussion, why exactly you're not allowed to do these things. Then the Gemara brings down the bottom why Bishami would agree that a person is allowed to set the olive press in motion on Arab Shabbos, even though normally Bishami argues and holds that it's also do these things. They held that it's what to do the olive press because even if you would start, even if you do it on Shabbos, it would only be an Isidar and therefore. They are, the Bishami only held that it's Asr if it would be an Isidarais on Shabbos. Therefore, by the Beisabad, it was going to mutter since it would only be an Isidar on Shabbos itself. And then Gemara Alam Abbas brought down. A discussion of when something is started being crushed before Shabbos, and now it gets crushed on Shabbos. When is it going to be mutter to use that liquid, and when is it going to be usher to use that liquid which was crushed on Shabbos? So now today, Bez Hashem, we'll see the sugya of Shia a little bit, the sugya of the Isser. There are three Yisurim Durabana when it comes to putting something on the fire or leaving something on the fire on Shabbos. Shia Chazar Atmana. Shia is leaving something which is not cooked on Arab Shabbos on the fire. Chazar and Atmana, Bez Hashem, we'll see more about in the third parak, which is So the Isser of Shia is to leave something which is uncooked on the fire on Arab Shabbos, because we said before, we're afraid Shemi Echat, we're afraid to go. Going to stoke the coals, you're going to turn up the flame because you want it to get cooked faster. We already brought down one hatter to get out of it, which was the hatter of Chaisa, to put something raw in. And if it's something raw, we're not afraid you're going to stoke the coals. Today, the Gemara is going to mention two more group of Ktuma. Garf means that you're going to clear the coals out, and Ktuma means you're going to cover the coals. Both these scenarios are, are ways that you lessen the intensity of the flame. We're not chesed, you're going to stoke the coals or it's some sort of hacker. So that's what we're going to see today. Another option the Gemara is going to say is that you could cook the food. If the food is cooked before Shabbos, then it's not going to be a problem of Shahia. And the Gemara is going to talk about how much it has to be cooked before Shabbos in order to get out of the issue of Shia. Says, says, how to get Mishnah. A person not allowed to roast a piece of meat, an onion, or an egg unless it's roasted before an hour of Shabbos. A person not allowed to put bread in the oven right before Shabbos. Or a cake on top of coals right before Shabbos. Unless the top of the cake, which we'll see in the Gemara, what exactly means, becomes hard before shots. Elazar says the bottom has to be cooked. We'll see exactly in the Gemara what the Mechlekes is. Mishash was the Pesach, Tanim Chashecha. It says the Gemara that even though normally you're not allowed to put these things in right on Arab Shabbos, however, you're allowed to put the Karim Pesach in right before Shabbos and let it roast on Shabbos. And Rashi explains the reason why it's mutter is, says Rashi, Mishash was the Pesach, says Rashi, because by the Karim Pesach you have a bunch of people together, and since you have a bunch of people together, they're going to remind each other that you're not allowed to be Mechati Chacham. So again, our Chachamim Daik and Rashi that over here, Rashi says the only reason why it's going to mutter is because you have the chabura of people. However, it sounds like if you would only have one person on the current Pesach, which again is Machlekes Zachasachim, then it possibly be usher. Says the Mishnah Vaiter, and you're allowed to start to flame in the base Migdash, the base Amikid. We'll see what Hashem warms the time. There was a big room where the Kanim would heat up. So the Mishnah says you're allowed to start to flame in Arab Shabbos, even though most of the flame is not lit, even though most of the fire is not lit in Arab Shabbos. 
Chutzlaretz, and the Gemara is going to explain why, because the condom's reason. You're only allowed to have the flame going if most of the fire is lit before Shabbos. However, you can't just light a little bit of the fire before Shabbos if most of the fire is not lit before Shabbos. It's going to be Atzer. Rabbi says, by coals, as long as a little bit of the coals are lit, then it's mutter, and you don't have to make sure most of the coals are lit. Again, because it lights very quickly, we're not afraid that it's going to go out, so we're not afraid that a person is going to be chat, a person is going to stoke the coals. It says, the how much does the food have to be cooked before Shabbos in order for it to be mutter to leave on the fire? Says the Gemara, Amar Blazer, Amar Rav, Kadeshi Yitzayim, Yam, Kamacha Ben Says the Gemara has to be cooked as the roasted on our Shabbos to the shear of Maicha Ben which Rash explains Ben Yusay was listing their robbers and therefore they'd eat their food right when it was cooked a little bit. Rashi says it has to be a third cooked. Umavash Meshuli Shlesh has to be a third cooked. The Ramhold has to be at least cooked halfway. So the Chazanish, another place we'll discuss what exactly does it mean, halfway, a third. So the Chazanish says, you can't tell me that it means that qualitatively it's a third cooked or half cooked. Because that's very hard to understand. Each food, it's very hard to figure out exactly when this thing is halfway done. What does it mean halfway done? How do you know that? So it says the Chazanish, what we mean when we say halfway done, it means by the time. And if it takes six hours to cook, then if it's two hours cooked according to Rashi, three hours cooked according to Rabbam, that is going to be considered Mechel and Jusay. The other place can learn that no, means literally a third qualitatively cooked, meaning some foods after an hour, it's only uh, tenth cooked, and then after another hour, it's fully cooked. So the shear, according to those paiskim, the shear of Ma'achem Yisrael, you have to go exactly when it's half cooked, qualitatively half cooked, and then it's going to be the shear Ma'achem Yisrael. But anyway, he says the Gemara wants that the shear Ma'achem Yisrael. Then we're not afraid you're going to stoke the coals. Never it's going to be what they leave on the fire before Shabbos. Amar Vasi, Amar Bechem. So similar halacha that anything which is cooked once it's cooked either third cooked or half cooked then it's not, it's not a problem of bishal akam because again it's considered cooked already and there there's not a problem bishal akam. Tanya Chanania Chanania says kol shuk mechem yusay mutter lasheis gabikira says Chanania once it's at mechem yusay it's mutter leave on top of oven avol bishen gruf v'ktuma even though like we explained before that it's not gruf v'ktuma even though it's not the coals are not covered the coals are not cleared out it's going to mutter leave on the fire on the open fire because we're not there's no gzera of shem yichat mikacham. Says the Hilgig Mar writer, A nice and as a pass, Ibail, Tachtain Hach, Tagabi Tanner, I don't want Tachtain Hach, Tagabi R. When we said that the bottom, when you said the bottom of the bread has to be cooked, does that mean the bottom which is against the oven, or does that mean the bottom which is against the fire? Which again, the old days used to take the bread, you can see this in our Tisrael, they have these ovens where they slap the bread against the side of the oven. So when we said the bottom has to be cooked, does that mean the bottom referring to the bottom which is attached to the oven, or the bottom which is referring to the, the part which is out facing the fire? There is an interesting discussion over here. Rashi Taisis and other Rishayim based on Yerushalmi whether the part of the bread which is attached to the wall gets cooked faster or the other part gets cooked faster. Again, an interesting discussion. But says the Gemara. So which one are we referring to? And Rabbi said that it has to be cooked. Which one was he referring to? So says Gemara. Tashmar. Rabbi Lazar Emer Kadeshi Karma Panah Hamid said that we're talking about the part of the the face of the bread which is attached to the tanner. So now we know when Rabbi said that it, it, the bottom has to be baked. That's referring to the part which is attached to the oven. When the tanner comment said the part which is baked, that was referring to the part which is out facing the fire. Says like My time, why are you allowed to put the pesach in right before Shabbos? Because they're going to be quick, and therefore they're not going to be They're going to remember not to be over the sister. Says but if they weren't. Uh, the reason then we would say it's going to be Remember we said before that a goat it's mutter to put on the fire before Shabbos because we said it's bad to open the fire and you're, you're not you're not going to open it because the wind is going to mess it up. So therefore the chertz mutter even if they were not even if they're not reason and stigmara. Over here by the pesach you have to put the entire carbon pesach on the spit you have to cut cook it whole versus over there when we said before that. 
the wind would mess up the meat, the, it would mess up the goat, that was only when it was cut up into pieces. So when it's cut up into pieces, then we're not afraid of going to Mechat Mechachom, and therefore, even a regular person is allowed to put it up before Shabbos. However, over here, if you would put it in whole, then the wind would not mess it up, so therefore we would be afraid that you would be Mechat Mechachom, and therefore it's the only reason why it's going to be mutter is because the, the people bringing the Karim Betzach were the reason they're going to do it quickly there, and therefore there was no Chashash, there were no Gzera of Shemichat Mechachom. Says the the mission said that a person, the Kahanim, were allowed to set this flame up on Arab Shabbos, even though it wasn't fully burning on Arab Shabbos, it was Mutter doing the Mason Mikdash. Says the Gemara, we know how do you know that's going to be Mutter? Now the Pneshu points out that Lachaira, this Gemara, this Mishnah, is talking about Nisad Rabbanim. I mean, the only reason why it would be also to start this flame on Arab Shabbos is because we're afraid to be Machat Rikham, which is Xerad Rabbanim. So why is the Gemara asking, you know, Animili, how do you know it's Mutter? Says the Pneshu, the Lashon of Minanimili usually is referring to a Dindaraisa. And Lachaira, meaning, how do we know that Midaraisa is going to be Mutter? What do you mean? Of course it's going to be Mutter Midaraisa. The only reason why it would be would be Rabbanon. So says Pneshu, it's not unusual that the word Minanimili is going on in Isra Rabbanon. So Pneshu has a whole very interesting mahalach to explain why there would be a tzad to say it's Asmid Raisa, that the Pasuk is saying that it's Mutter Midiraisa. Again, interesting Pneshu, the Yad Malachi, if you take a look at Yad Malachi, which is one of the Kali Ha Shas, Svarim, one of the Achrein who wrote a Sefer on Kali Shas, he points out in Klal Talmud, Klal Taflamid, that many times we find the Lashon of Minah Nimili is going even on a Isid Rabbanon, so therefore it's not fair that sometimes we'll find, that it's fascinating that we'll find that the Rabbanon will find Psukim to Matri Surim Rabbanon. Fascinating discussion exactly why that would be. We have to look again the Maratriyas and Maviyat Talmud has fascinating discussion about this. But again, says the Gemara, how do we know that it's going to be much for the Kahanim to set up on Erev Shabbos? Says the Gemara, Ravuna, Lay Savarish, Ravuna, Shesechem, and we darshan in Bechom, Shesechem, Yatamavir, you're not allowed to set up a fire in all your Meshesechem, in all your cities, but Avalatamavir, Bimduras, based on like if you're allowed to set up the fire in the Beit Samikdash. Says the Hegel Gemara, Maskler, Chizda, Yachet, Fil Bashabbos, Nami. So if you're telling me that this Pasuk's telling you that you're not allowed to light a fire in your house, you're allowed to light a fire in the Beit Samikdash, Shalachar, you must have to light the flame on Shabbos itself, meaning this Pasuk's telling you not to light the flame on Shabbos. So if you're telling me that the Pasuk's telling you not to light the flame in your house, you're allowed to light the Beit Samikdash, it's you Mutter light the flame on Shabbos itself. Why is it only Mutter doing Arab Shabbos? Says the Gemara, Allah, Amr of Chizda, Kroki Asa Mishay Varm Pdarm. The Pasuk coming to tell you that it's Mutter to burn the Varm Pdarm on Shabbos. Not to burn the Varm, the limbs of the animal and the fat on the animal on Shabbos. Ahudasa. And that's what the Pasuk is coming to tell you. I right, so why is the Mutter over here to set up the flame before Shabbos? Says the Gemara, the Kahanim is reasoning. The reason why it's Mutter is because the Kahanim words reason, which Rashi explains. The bottom, in the middle of Rashi, uh, the end of the Rashi, Varm Pdarm, Udasa, says Rashi. Misham the Kahanim's reasoning Shakulamayu Bnei Taira Vacharedim Vinizkarim Veloy Asu Lachtim Shetachshav says Rashi the definition of a Zariz is somebody who and the definition of a Charedi says Rashi is somebody who is Zariz and Charedi and he'll remember not to avert. So again, the, the definition of somebody who's a Charedi is somebody who's Charedi Dar Mitzvah. He's afraid. He's very careful in his Kima Mitzvah. Again, not necessarily our definition of Charedim, but a Charedi is just somebody who's careful and Zariz about his Mitzvah. Says Hegeg Marvaiter Rukvul and Kadesh you're allowed to set up the flame before Shabbos, but you need that most of the flame is lit, most of the fire is lit before Shabbos. So it says, my Reuben, what does it mean, Rav? Um, Rav, Rav says, Rav says, each and every one. Rav of each one of the flame, each one of the twigs, each one of the sticks has to be lit. Shmuel says, no, as long as you have the fire is lit enough that you're not, you don't need to say, bring more wood and, and put it under so that it lights, that's enough, that's considered most, most of it is lit, and therefore that's not going to be a problem. Tanya Rabchia, Rabchia, Lisiyu Lishmuel, Rabchia brought a riot to Shmuel. We the the Gemara in later on is going to talk about the that the that the flame has to go up by itself and that's when it's considered lit. And not when the flame is lit, I'll do something else. Meaning you don't need anything else to keep the flame going. So to about a riot like to Shmuel that once you have most of the flame going up. That's considered that the flame is lit. So therefore, say over here, when you have the flame which is lit and you don't need to bring anything else, that's enough. And then it's going to be mutter too. Keep that. Keep it that way on Erev Shabbos. Says the Hilgit Gemara Viter. 
Let's say you have one twig and you want to light the nerf Shabbos. Rabbi my Rav says, Rav Aviv. You need that most of the thickness of the, of the twig is lit already before Shabbos. And some people say, Rav Akefe. And some people say that you need it to be most of the circumference, meaning most of the outside of the twig is going to be lit, even though most of the inside is not lit, as long as most of the outside is lit, that is going to be enough. My Papa says, Rav Papa, Hilkoch, Binin, Rav Aviv, Binin, Rav Akefe. He says, Rav Papa, therefore you need both most of the thickness of the, of the twig is lit and most of the circumference, most of the outside is also lit, and then it's going to be Mutter. Again, interesting discussion, Yachrenim. Why do we say that? You need both over here. We're talking about Issa Drabban. And we should say that Safak Drabban. So, why do you need both? So, it could be this Uriah to the sheet is a rush. The rush says that when it comes to Cheshabbos, we don't say the general column of Safak Drabban. Maybe it's Uriah to the rush. The Sefer Arts of Yashavir is more of the issue. And he discusses different Shatim why. Over here, we would say Savik Rabban Lakula. I wanted to suggest possibly that we, I think we spoke about this in Brachas, that whenever we had a Machlegas in the Gemara, whenever we had a Machlegas, Rapapa always said, Rapapa always was willing to make Shalom, and he said, let's go with like both Shitas, let's make sure that we have the least Machlegas possible, and that's why we saw that, that's why we say the sons of Rapapa by the Siam, because, and therefore we want to mention the sons of Rapapa, because Rapapa was always trying to bring Shalom to him. So it could be that that's where Rapapa over here, even though normally we would say Savik Rabban Lakula, Rapapa said, since some people say like this, some people say like that, let's Try to be mekayim, but what both people say, and it could be this is the base mayor. Once saw the base mayor in your day, some of test brings down that you can't bring rise from the, the sheet of Rapapa to Klali Apsak because Rapapa had his own mahalach and exactly how he passed. So it could be that's why, because maybe Rapapa was looking to make sham, and that's why he went lechumra. That's why he said we should do like both people. Says my writer, Kitanoi, it's a machlekes like a machlekes tanaim. Whether you need. Most of the thickness of the branch to be lit, or whether you need most of the outside, most of the circumference of the branch to be lit, that is a machlekas tonight. You need that the fire is destroyed and it can't be used again for machlekas uman. Which Rashi explains that means that most of the thickness of the branch is already burnt. That the fire is on both sides, meaning the outside. That is like the other sheet that we said about fish and round. There's no proof to this. We have a zecher to this because the pasuk says that both sides the fire consumed. So again, Machlekes Tanaim. Now something very interesting over here. If we look back a few lines, we just quoted Reb Chia, Tanya Reb Chia, the Sfilei Shmuel, that Chia brought a riot to Shmuel. If you remember, Shmuel was an Amayer, so Reb Chia is bringing a riot to Shmuel. So Reb Chia lived in the times of Shmuel. And now, if you just look, we just said it's Machlekes Tanaim between Reb Chia and Reb Yudah Ben So it's fascinating because we just said Reb Chia was, was an Amayer. Now we're saying that Reb Chia is a Tana. Fascinating discussion over the Maratzkis points out that Reb Chia Lechera lived in the times of Shmuel, that's clear. And when the Gemara says that, it was, that he disagreed with Yudim Sarah, that means he did not live at the same time as Yudim Sarah. He lived much after Yudim Sarah. However, this is, when the Gemara says Machlech Sanayim, it doesn't mean that they, they actually argued with each other. It just means that Yudim Sarah had one shita and Rebchia had another shita. But again, the Gemara is saying that Rebchia did have the status of a Tana. So I think we spoke about this already in Sarkas Brachas, that there, is a, that there is a very interesting idea that people could be living at the same time. Shmuel had the status of an Amarik Kipshutai. And Shmuel and Rav lived at the same period of time. Afalpik and Rav had the status of a Tana. Shmuel had the status of an Amarik. And the same thing over here, even though Rebchia and Shmuel lived at the same time, and you see that even Rebchia used to quote Shmuel, so you see that Rebchia either was a Talmud of Shmuel, or at least he learned by Shmuel, or he quoted the Shittas of Shmuel. Abba and Rebchia had the status of a Tana, and Shmuel had the status of an Amir. And we point out our name, Sachas Brachas, we'll have to see when we get to Ritva and Ksubas and Aftas, points out something fascinating that you could have one person who is smarter than the other person, Nafal Pikein, the person who is smarter will have the status of an Amir, and the person who is not as smart will have the status of a Tana. We'll see more when we get there. Again, we'll actually see interesting bias a few places in Sachal Shabbos that it could be. Shmuel sometimes had the status of a Tana, sometimes Shmuel disagreed with Mishnais and Brysis. We'll have to see about that by the Shem when we get there. Says the Gemara now brings a Pasuk, the Yoach, 
lefanav mevayeres. And again, the Gemara says that it's interesting that this Gemara is here. It doesn't really have a connection to the Gemara before, but says the Gemara, my ach. What's that referring to? Amarav ach. But now that is referring to a cedar tree. That is referring to an arav. I'm sorry, that's referring to a willow. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says eitshiv shenidukubah. But now it's referring to wood which is lit by willow. And ahu darmulu man boy achvana ishtak avers. And there's a person who said who wants an achvana. They found out that he was announcing that he who wanted a willow. So you see that the word achvana ach is referring to a willow. Says the Gemara right to Amravuna. Kine kanim reeds ain't srichen roiv. They do not need roiv. Reeds you don't need that. Most of them are lit before Shabbos because they light very quickly. And therefore, not there's no gzera of that. We're afraid you're going to make it light faster. Ogdan, however, if you bundle them together, srichen roiv, then they need roiv. Then you need that roiv. It is burning for Shabbos in order for too much or to let it light on Shabbos. Karenin seeds ain't srichen ain't srichen roiv. If the seeds are separate, you don't need that roiv. It's going to be lit before Shabbos. Nasim chetals. If you put it in a kli, then srichen roiv. Then you need that most of it is lit before Shabbos. Says Gemara Maskele of Chizda. Ask of Chizda. The other way makes sense. Kanim imagine when they're separate, they're going to blow away from each other, and therefore the chayyish need that most of them are before Shabbos. Ogden, or if they're connected, imagine they don't separate from each other, and therefore the chayyish be enough that most of it are, that most of them are lit because they're going to light each other. And says the same thing. Garenin, the same thing. When they're seeds, imagine they're set, they're separate from each other. So the chayyish you should need that most of them before Shabbos. Not some chayyish imagine, but if they're one kli, the they're going to light much faster. So you should not need that most of them before Shabbos. So says the Gemara. It we we says the Gemara. We hear like this also. We hear like the sheet of Chizda. Amr of Kana of Kana said we're going to go to Gersh. Have the grow on the side of here. Kanim shagnin. If you had them in a bundle, light sweet and red, they don't need to arrive. Light if you didn't put them in a bundle, then sweet and red, then you need to arrive because, like we explained before, they're going to, not going to burn as fast. Garenin, the seeds of the dates, sweet and red, they need to arrive. Not some katalis, if they're in a clay, then ain't sweet and red, they don't need to arrive. Again, when they're all together, they don't need to arrive because they're going to light each other fast. When they are separate, then you need to arrive to be lit before Shabbos because we're afraid that they're not going to light and you're going to get involved to make a light faster, and that would be necessary. Says they're going to turn their base. Armadurus ain't sweet and red. There are four types of fires that do not need to arrive to lit before Shabbos. Zephyr of Tar, Vishal Scoffers, and of Sulfur of Vishal, Gvina, which they change up to Kira of Wax, Vishal Ravavan of Greece, Masnizatan, and Bryce learned Afshal Kash, Vishal Gvava, also of straw and gavava, which is the type, the leftovers from the, when you detach a plant from the field, the little stubble which is on the ground, that as well doesn't need ripe of the, ripe to be left before Shabbos. The wood from bavel does not need ripe. What's the wood of bavel that doesn't need ripe? If you're going to tell me to talk about wood chips, but by a wick, Ula said, that when you light the wick, you need most of it to be lit. You need most of the wick which is going out from the, from the uh, oil. You need most of that to be lit. Still see me, but you're going to tell me that wood chips, don't, you don't need that most of it is going to be lit. Meaning it's pushing. If you need most of the wick to be lit, most of these little wood chips are going to have to be lit. So it's referring to the cedar bark. So the cedar bark, that you don't need most of it to be lit because it is very good, good burning material and therefore you don't need most of it to be lit, to be lit before shops. Rabbi Bar Abba, Rabbi Abba says that this ancient Bible that we said was Zaza, that's referring to these twigs, these Babylonian twigs, since they light very quickly, again, not going to be a problem to light them on Arab Shabbos because they light very well. We're not afraid that you're going to light them on Shabbos. Hadron Allah, he teaches the Shabbos. Everything we learned in this park. I actually heard something interesting from Ralph Biederman. Ralph Biederman once said that by Yisim we say in the Yeratim we say La Haskel Ulasayim. So says Ramayla. Why do you have to say both? What do you mean? We should be zeicha to learn more mitzvahs and finish them. Why are we speaking about both nekudas? Says Ramayla because it's very easy to finish something. It's very easy for a person to start a park. It's very gishmak. It's very exciting to start a park. However, for a person to finish a park, for a person to go through the entire park, entire mitzvah, that's the chiddush. So again, maybe we be zeicha to Baruch Hashem, we be zeicha to start the park, we be zeicha to finish the park, we be zeicha to start with the and finish 
Shemalikin, Bezal Hashem in a few weeks, Shemalikin is a extremely Gishmaka parak, it talks about the Sukkot of Hanukkah, talks about the very interesting Agatigmar, very interesting Halachas, regards to Mesach the Shabbos. Again, Bezal Hashem, we shall see this very interesting parak. It says, Hey, look at Gemar, what are you allowed to light with on Shabbos? What are you not allowed to light with on Shabbos? We're talking about what wicks you allowed to use, what wicks you're not allowed to use for near Shabbos. Again, big Machik Hashem, why are you not allowed to use some of these nairs? Either because they smell or because we're afraid that Shemayati, they don't light so well, so we're afraid you're going to light them yourself. You're, you're going to make it light better on Shabbos. So says the Gemara, Amadikin, Laibelachesh, Laibelchesem, Laibelchalaf, Laibelchesem, 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 The Gemara is going to go through, identify what these different wicks are. It's actually interesting when I learned this for the first time. My Rabbi told me that this is one of the few Gemaras that uses an art school to translate these words because it's a little bit unclear exactly what all these different things are. As Hashem will see as we go through the Gemara. Says the Gemara, the Laibelchesem, now we're going to talk about things you're not allowed to use as the oil for the Alakas Nairs. Laibelchesem, not with Tarv, Laibelchesem, not with wax, Laibelchesem, and kick, not with this oil, Laibelchesem, and Sreifa, and not with oil that's going to, you have to burn, true oil that has to be burnt. Not with the fat from the tail of Leib Chelev, not from the fat from the animal. Nachamadi says, Malikin be Chelev, Mavosh, you're allowed to use cooked fat that you're going to be allowed to use for the fire. You're not allowed to use cooked fat, not cooked fat, you're not allowed to use that for Adlakis Nairs on chops. Says, Now we're going to identify some of these things. Lechesh, Shukud, Arz, Lechesh is referring to Shukud, Arz, which you said was the cedar bark. Says the Gemara, Ask the Gemara, Shukud, Arz, Eitz, Balmu, Shukud, Arz, the cedar bark, it's just a tree, so of course it's Pasha, you can't use it as a wick. It doesn't make wicks. And to the Gemara, no, Baramanisa the Ispray, there's some sort of woolly substance inside the bark, and that would, I would have happened to say it's kosher as a wick. Come on, Shmuel, that you can't use it as a wick for your nearest shops. Says the Gemara, Vilebe Chaisen, Amr Beisif, Nurish, Alpishan, it is referred to bundles of flax. Amr Lebaev, Akhsil, the Pasik says, Vilechaisen, Linuris. You see that Nuris and Chaisen uh, are two different things. You can't tell me that Chaisen is bundles of flax. So, answers Gemara, Ella Amr Abaya, Kisna de Daik, Vilay Nuffits. That Chaisen is flax which was crushed but not combed. So, again, it's some sort of flax which was, you know, they, you did some sort of process, you, you, you crushed it, but you did not make it, you didn't comb it, you didn't clean it. That's what the mission is referring to. I asked all the sailors, Rami, and they told me, its name is Kulcha. And so, exactly, we don't know exactly what it says, but that's Kulcha. It's Gushkra. Again, unclear exactly what this thing is. Again, we have to take a look at the art scroll to how they identify this. We're sitting in front of Ravna. They saw him and he was wearing this bag of metachs. This is the klach that we spoke about in our Mishnah. That this is the, the we've identified this, the clothing that you're wearing is a klach. We call this beggar, we call this cloth Persian silk. So that's this klach in the Mishnah, is this Persian silk. So that's the Gemara, all these materials, this silk and this klach and these, all these materials are going to be chayiv in tzitzis. But you see that Shirai and Silk and Sarikin are two different things. And Klach, I'm sorry, are two different materials. So how can you tell me that Klach is a type of silk? So it says, Gemara, do you have to do Ravens? Do you have to? It's a disproof. You buy it, I'll tell you no. Shira Lechad Ve, Shira Parna Lechad. No, there's regular silk and there's this Persian silk. So regular silk is Shira and Persian, and Klach is this Persian type of silk. It's two different things. It says, Gemara, right? The Lebbe Psilis Eden. Achvina. It says, Gemara, Psilis Eden is Achvina. Ravna Bayav, Kaazi, Vipaksa, the Tamrisa. They were going in the valley of Tamrisa, Chazinula, Hanu, Arvasa. They saw these willow branches. That's the Eden in our Mishnah that we identified the Eden in our Mishnah as some sort of willow. So I'm going to say back to my who ate Bama. What do you mean? The willows, it's just a tree. So of course there's no hobby to say you could use it as a wick on Shabbos. So he responded back to him. He peeled it. 
Dabeni Beni. Peeled and he showed him that there was some sort of woolly substance inside, which I would have had it say is Kasha Zawek. Kamash Mullah, that's not Kasha Buzas work on Shabbos. Vloy Pseus Amidbar. Shabbat, that's referring to Shabbat. Vloy Bireka Sha'al Mai. What's this Reka Shabbat Mai? Ilema Okmasa Dacharitzi. We're going to tell me it's talking about black moss. Says Gemara Fruchi Mifrachin. It just crumbles. There's no time to say that. You can make a wick out of it. Elam Rapapa Okmasa Dacharitzi. It's referring to the moss which grows on ships. And I would have had to say that Kasha Zawek. Kamash Lan. Can I use that as a wick? Tana there's another Tanu who added in our Mishnah that you're not allowed to use a Temer, you're not allowed to use wool as a wick, and you're not allowed to use hair as a wick as well. But why did our Tanu include it in our Mishnah? Because wool just shrinks when you light up on fire, and sar, it just smolders, it just, it just it doesn't light well. So therefore, there, were, there was no, our Tanu held, there was no possibility to say it could be used as a wick because they're, they're terrible wicks. So there's no Tzad to say that would be kosher, and that's why they did not include it in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara of Eloi, Zephas, Zephas, Zifsa, Zephas is, Zifsa, which is tar and shiva, kirusa and shiva is wax. It says my writer, Tana Adkam until this point in the Mishnah, up until Velebizafas, that's referring to things you cannot use as the wicks. From there on, it goes to the psulam that you're not allowed to use for the oils. It says the Gemara, Pshita, it's Pashit. Answers the Gemara, Shavit Sirchle. I needed to tell you by wax. You can't use wax either as a wick. Kamash will know that you're only not allowed to use Shavit. You're not only allowed to use wax as the oil, but you're allowed to use wax as a wick. And again, the place we talk about our wax nowadays that we use it, we use the wax candles. That's going to be mutter. Again, not exactly the same thing as their type of wax. Quick as we saw today. The Mishnah introduced us to the idea of Shia that a person not to leave something which is uncooked on the flame on Arab Shabbos. The Gemara said that for carbon Pesach and for the Kahanim, it's going to be mutter. The Gemara said that as long as it's cooked, Kamachal and Jusai, as long as the third cooked, it's going to be mutter, leave on the fire before Shabbos. The Gemara went through that the reason why Kahanim allowed to do it is because there's reason and they're not going to do any, they're not going to Mechatik Bicham. Then the Gemara on the bottom went through that we said that most of the eight has to be lit before Shabbos. Does that mean most of the thickness or most of the outside of the twig was going to be lit before Shabbos? And then we were to start the second parak. The Mishnah went through the certain wicks and certain oils which are not allowed to use on Shabbos for the nearest Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.